With supply chains becoming more complex, you need to stay on top of the latest logistics developments. So if you work with logistics, you need the Beyond the Box podcast from Maersk. It's the easy way to keep up to date with everything from digital disruption in logistics to the need for supply chain resilience in today's market. Find out more and keep ahead of the game with the Beyond the Box podcast on logistics insights at maersk.com insights. Hi, welcome back to another episode of With Sonar. It's Wednesday. You've got Luke and Kyle at it again. We've got a fantastic update. It's end of the month, end of the quarter. A lot of things. The freight market is at an all-time high and crazy things happening in the world from the Suez Canal to trillion-dollar packages for infrastructure being passed all around. Kyle, we've got a lot to talk about, but how are you doing today? Oh, it's, it's great. Uh, NFL just announced that they're going to have another, they're adding a game to the right. schedule. We're going so to game 17, right? 17. So my Buccaneers are going to come back and show you with one more game why they're so good. Even their their um, their head coach, actually, uh, I uh, have a friend who got a tattoo from the same artist. So he got his logo attached to his back of the 2020 uh, NFL National Championship. Wow. That's a big deal. That's a huge deal, especially for us fellow tan. I yeah. would say tamponians. Tamponians? That's, uh, that's, uh, we'll let you guys decide for that one at home. Those tampons. Um, no, but <laughs> they got it. They got it. Just they in case it. they didn't need that one explained, believe me. All right. No. no, that's exactly right. No, but there's a ton of stuff happening. I mean, end of quarters, right? Right. People are finalizing those for their general ledgers. They were mm-hmm. going into earnings season. So in the next couple of weeks, we're going to start seeing how these publicly traded companies how their supply chains really acted throughout this Q1 because one, a lot of people started putting their contracts into play at Q1. Yeah, we, a lot of RFPs are going into effect now. Not all, some are still kind of yeah. finishing that process. Talking to another big shipper yesterday and their fiscal year ends at the end of April. So a lot of that is happening right now. Right. Some are going into effect and that's, that's going to impact routing guides, it's going to impact yep. contract rates, which will then impact spot rates. A lot to be said there for what's happening right now. No, exactly. And so, like, there was a lot of things that you just can't really plan for. It's unfortunate. Yeah. I mean, it's, it is what it is. 2021 is really making us earn our dollar. You, you put out those those awards and then you get hit with snow in, in Dallas. Yeah. And so now all of a sudden, all these awards you were just given, well, those rates are, you could probably just throw those in the, in the trash. And then the Suez Canal. Just a How little, in the world did, did this blip. guy just veer off to the right and just get turned sideways? That was that was the most interesting thing. I couldn't understand it. And all the memes that I've seen well, through, through what the truck and everything on Twitter, it's just so funny with the Austin Powers just going back and forth in the alleyway. Um, that's all I could think about with, with the Suez Canal. But uh, well, wasn't it he got hit with a sandstorm or something and that so, made them lose control? Not to mention this ship. Look, folks, the size of the ship. Okay, yeah. like it's it's almost the size of my house. So like, I think they, I, mean, I think earlier on what the truck they said it was almost eight Godzillas long. I believe yeah, something like was it's it's fourteen hundred feet long. I think yeah, which is about twenty percent less than a quarter mile. Yeah, no, exactly. And to put this in, into in perspective as well, we the Suez Canal makes up twelve percent of global trade. 
You don't think that's going to have an impact? I mean, all these companies that we're just talking about, these these new surcharges that these ocean carriers were now implementing on them because just to try to to try to push them to offload and, and move faster. Yeah, what's that going to do? <laughs> um, but 12% of global trade. And let me make sure I get this right. On a given day, $9 billion worth of goods moves through the Suez Canal. So almost about $70 billion was halted due to that being stopped or just jammed for about a week. Yeah. Now, can we, let's bring that down to like smaller numbers for some of us more, more mortals here in the room. Um, you know, billions, 70 billion, that's big. How much is that an hour? That's that's about I think it's about uh, four hundred million dollars per hour. So four hundred million dollars per hour. I need to start renegotiating, you know, our contracts here. Four hundred million. <laughs> yeah. Four hundred million per hour. Yeah. Four hundred million. That's and, a lot of money. But lot of money. To, but from the global scale, that's halted trade for an entire week. Yeah. And so that's not only goods that are going through that are also that are in the containers but it's also empty containers yeah because we're redistributing those those empties empties are are like the price of gold right now because everyone's trying to get international um goods off their docks and we're talking about end of quarter everyone's trying to get the that inventory levels down and trying to get everything manageable at their warehouses but the unique thing about containers is that only international goods can go in international containers crazy concept but yeah but which means if there's a depletion of those, then now you're going to see even more. Yeah, yeah. There's, the TEUs are definitely going to be hurting, and 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 not only that. So it's obviously blocked, right? The the, the thing that that folks need to remember, it doesn't go back to being perfectly on schedule right away, right? It right. takes time. There's now there's there was already a backlog, right? There was already a backlog, and right. now we just exasperated that backlog even further, right? So obviously costs are going to go up. I bet we'll see a spike when the rates come out on the Freighters Baltics index on a lot of the trade lanes that we measure in sonar on mm-hmm. the ocean side. I bet we'll see a spike on those next week when they come out. Yep. Um, or I guess technically, I think they come out tomorrow. Uh, it's a weekly update. And then um, and then obviously capacity will be tight. We'll probably see a trickle down effect as well. Maybe not so much here in the United States, but it, it will affect, to your point, the container container usage will definitely have an impact as well as ships that were trying to get to Europe that to maybe offload. And then those ships will start delivering to ports on the East Coast of the United States. So there will be a trickle down effect, no doubt about it. On on the other side, another big thing happened in the news as well recently, um, where President Biden and his administration got a $2 trillion infrastructure plan passed. Two trillion dollars. Definitely we, needed. We I mean, it's needed, but it's insane. Down, like, it's left and right. You know, it's. Um, I'm trying to get a trillion here, but um, anyway. <laughs> but more, more specifically, the reason we bring that up is 621 billion of that is is specifically geared for transportation, including roads, rails, and ports, and that's a big deal. Because to your point, right. there are a lot of areas where we do need that. Right. I, I can't. I can't speak on the rest of uh, on the rest of the bill. But that's 621 billion that's going to transportation. I think that'll be a good thing. And this this is meant to be be over a 10 year period. So it's not right. like you know that 600 billion is going boom right here. You're going to see the effect tomorrow. It is going to be a process. These things do take time, of course, as I'm sure you're aware. But um, so we're going to continue to see that. And, and part of that is you know they rank a lot of highways and roads and bridges and up to, and and a lot of major roads are in poor conditions, as well as 45,000 bridges 
in the United States are ranked with a poor condition. I mean, let's just look like right here, Chattanooga. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to be real blunt with Chattanooga. Your roads suck. Like the, the potholes that I've seen, I've never been in a place where uh, you get a pothole, we're just going to put a slab of steel over that, and then we'll be back in a couple of weeks to fix that. Um, but on top of that, the 75 to 24 split. Yeah. I've never seen such a backlog of freight trucks get log jammed on an interstate until I've moved here to, um, to Chattanooga. Mm -hmm. And who would have thought, like, it literally goes from a, like a four-lane highway to a one-way interchange. Yeah. And it's, and it's one of the biggest corridors to the southeast for the freight. And More trucks pass through Chattanooga per capita than any other city in the United States. That's per capita. More trucks pass through the pass through Chattanooga yeah. than any other city in the United States on a per capita basis. But it, it, you mentioned the pothole stuff, and that's absolutely true. That causes a lot of damage. But the other thing is, in addition to this, what you can also spend that money on while you're fixing the roads is, is building out the infrastructure to make roads more efficient, to catch up with population and, and road traffic in certain right. areas. Right now, $160 billion is wasted in time and gas from excess traffic just because yep. the road system and the infrastructure isn't ready for it. So you think about that. So that this money is an investment and hopefully they can plan ahead and not just kind of, you know, repair what we have, but hopefully help that infrastructure as well. So that's another thing. Feel free to look that out. Plenty of articles posted on that in uh, on freightways.com. Um, next, we're going to we're going to dive in a little bit. We've got uh, we've got, got kind of the, the next step there. So that's the news side of the aisle. Um, market update. Crazy market, like you said, end a quarter in a month. Yeah, no, and it's, what it's a quarter wild. it's been, dude! It's been a great quarter. I mean, I, the the transportation companies I've been talking to, I mean, they've record year to date. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, it's hard to to actually compare like year to date this month because if you think back, this is mm -hmm. when we started quarantining. This time last year, we were all. That's when we saw the big shutdown. We saw tender rejections down to almost three percent. Yes. And and so what did that do? We saw we you know in about a couple of weeks this time last year we were seeing a lot of carriers what lobbying up on Capitol Hill. We need livable wages. I'm seeing lanes go for like ten thousand dollars a pop. Livable wages. We are just exploiting <laughs> this really to its to its utmost potential. And it just goes to show again, it's we're in a very capitalistic environment. Yes. Tra transportation in the United States is like if you were to describe America in one industry, it's transportation, it's capitalism, it's supply and demand. It's I, I know there's only so much demand for my truck, so it's not worth that much here. But if yes. I go to that next state over, I know that there's a ton of freight that needs to be moved. If I go to Dallas, any of these big metro areas, I know I'm going to have the pick of the litter because there's a, just a significant amount of freight and the backlogs coming from the port, tying that in from what's happening in the Suez Canal. Like you're going to see this backlog. We're already seeing a huge transition into the East Coast trade. And and now we're just really just pushing the threshold of what rates are. And so yes. it makes it really tough for, for companies to try to settle on a rate. So you, you brought up such a good point. It is so fascinating because this month, month over year over year, last March, I can't tell you how many carriers, carriers specifically that I spoke to who were literally like, Luke, I'm going to be honest, I don't know if I'm going to be in business in three months. Right. If this continues, I don't know if I'm going to be in business in three months. Now, I was talking to a lot of the same carriers again. And and these aren't all like small, like, you know, three trucks. Like some of them right. were, some of them were owner ops. Some of them were like three to six truck operations. Don't get me wrong. But some of them were like 50, 100 truck operations as well. And and I, I talked to one of them yesterday and he was like, I'm going to be honest, Luke, we're turning away so much business right, right now because we just we just can't. We, we set our price. 
they pay it, they don't argue, and we get the load. Right. And we're turning away so much business. And it's just what a what a turn like in just a year's time. It's amazing. Well, what are you going to do? What's a shipper going to do? Like they're, they're you 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 need to. It's it's taking up space on the dock floor. Yeah. You need to get it off your floor. You need to get it because off because at the end of the day, you have to serve. I mean, what these shippers are doing, what they do extremely well. You know, depending on who they are, maybe they provide really good toilet paper. Maybe they provide uh, you know certain food brands. Uh, you know, Ooh, when you say really good toilet paper, you must rank them. Is is there one in particular that you know is sets themselves? Well, you know, one one toilet paper to rule them all, Lord of the Rings. <laughs> oh, sorry, too much. Are not we enough. are we there? Not, not enough. enough. Okay, sorry. Not enough. That's the first Lord of the Rings reference I think that I've ever heard Rings, on this show. Look, we're Luke getting a little comfortable, and the nerd and Luke is starting Luke to come is, out. A it's taken Luke time. about thirty eight <laughs> weeks to finally get to a comfort level here with with Sonar. We've only done this for well over a year. Yeah, well but, over a year. But no, that that's you know yeah. it really depends because. Greatest no, series cost, of all time. Sorry, I didn't mean to. Cost or service. Cost or service. That's true. That's, 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 a, that's a very real thing in the toilet paper world. Cost or service. I was at Sam's Club and or Costco and actually, and I made the wrong decision. I bought like, so much toilet paper and I first yeah, rolled. You didn't, I took you out, didn't I get like, the single no. ply. Did you? you didn't get the single ply. No, but it was it was not far from it. Not far from it. Not far from it. But but let's go ahead and pull up yeah, the chart. Let's do it. Okay, so, so chart we've been of the week. About Theoreticals, you know, okay, Part of the this week is here. what we're feeling. This is what kind of is going on. And so what we're going to be showing you right there here. There it is. Look at that beauty. Oh, God, okay. it's so good. Here, so I'll, I'll explain it um, because I want to hear myself talk. <laughs> so, so look at the blue line. Ignore everything on the screen except for the blue line. That blue line that you see there right now, that is the van contract rate per mile. That is that is a freight waves rate per mile. That is a freight waves contract rate per mile that we came up with it's we get we it's it's freight pay invoices that we collect actual settled right? rates actual settled rates that's have. what those are okay so you see and this is a one-year time frame we're looking at this okay so this is as of yesterday and we're looking at a one-year time frame here you see there we're sitting at 239 per mile that's line haul no fuel included so if you're right. thinking like that looks a little low there's no fuel surcharge there so you could probably add about 25 30 cents a mile there to get you closer to your your all-in rate right now um so 239 a mile, that's the current contract rate per mile for van in the United States. Notice that's a 44 cent increase over the past year. It might be a little small, that little like bubble looking thing that you see coming out of the middle there. That basically says there's been a 22% increase over the last 365 days. A 22% increase in contract rates over the last year. Obviously, contract rates are not nearly as volatile as spot rates, right. as we're, we're about to look at, but they do impact. For example, that green line that you see there, that is truck stops spot rate per mile. And right. we're not using the freightways rate a spot right here. We, we wanted to use a different source just to kind of give people something else to look at. So that yep. is from, from truck stop. So that's the green line. So that's sitting at 316 a mile. So obviously spot rates are far above where contract rates are. And it's interesting, we can see where, notice, notice back here, in late May of last year or early May, look at how much lower spot rates, that green line, look at how much lower that dip than contract that blue. Isn't that nuts? And it wasn't until I guess we're at mid-June that spot rates crossed above contract rates. That where that blue line and that green line. Well, it makes crossed. sense. What we were just talking about. Everyone started quarantining. Yes. And we saw demand, or at least the yeah, the demand for trucks to really fall because inventory wasn't moving. 
Um, and so what you don't see on there is that big spike that happened just before, mm-hmm. which is when we did all start, you know, it's when you couldn't find toilet paper on the shelves. Yeah. You couldn't find anything like meat was getting bought up. I was going to Publix and, and they were like, you need, you can only buy two of a certain product. Yes. And so they were limiting what you can actually buy. And, and then we got into, you know, the, the dog days of quarantining. That was, that was, a that was a different world right there back at the early May. And so, but spot this is this is why there is such a difference between spot and contract contract you're not gonna it's it's planned for it's consistency it's what we it's why we put a a year-long contract in is so that we can try to have some consistency so that we can budget now spot though there are times where you can really capitalize on you know the spot versus contract um split there early may that's when you could really capitalize on it that con that spot rate really dropped significantly below the almost what does that say about like fifty cents almost almost a whole dollar it, uh, underneath that contracted rate is where spot did back in May and unbelievable it just, and it came back but the biggest impact I want you guys to kind of ignore that blue line for a second that green line is truck stops rate per mile the purple line is our proprietary data from that tender data it's that uh, van um, outbound tender rejection index for the national average. I mean, it just ties so closely with that spot market. And it is that leading indicator for what is spot going to do? It is a leading indicator because it's looking at tender rejections on loads that haven't moved yet. So it right. has the ability, that purple line gives you actually insights. Like we're obviously looking at the historical view here, but we can see what tender rejections are going to be on Monday. Right. Like we can see that right now. So you have that leading indicator. So you know which direction spot rates are going to mo- go. And that's what I love so much about this right here. So you've got, you know, the purple line is your, it's not just a leading indicator. That's just one side of the coin. It's also the why. It's like, why are rates moving? Oh, rates are going up because carriers and brokers are declining their contracted freight. They're forcing shippers to flood the spot market with more volume, therefore giving trucks more options to choose from. Right. Right. Simple supply and demand. You said it earlier, Kyle. If there is 10 loads and only five trucks, guess who's? got the advantage in terms of pricing power, the trucks. If there's 10 trucks and five loads, you have the opposite effect. It's not hard, right? And this is a perfect perfect example of that. Um, So another thing we're going to look at, though, that's that's the chart of the week. That's the chart of the week. Real real good picture there of what's happened. Um, Yeah, Zach Strickland had a really good article kind of depicting this earlier in the week. So if you guys want to learn a little bit more about it, feel free to just drop down to FreightWaves.com and we got that article yeah. ready to go. Zach Strickland, former, he's a former uh, pricing analyst at, uh, at a couple hundred truck uh, uh, carrier, as well as uh, they also had a big brokerage. He did that for about 15 years before coming to FreightWaves. So he's got a lot of real world experience doing a lot of the pricing for asset carriers as well as brokerage side right. uh, before coming to FreightWaves. So um, we uh, we stole a valuable mind from an asset carrier. Definitely did. Apologies. Definitely did. But no, we, no we, apologies here. We're yeah. so happy. We wouldn't be where <laughs> we, we are we without him. We would not be where we are now without him. Um, something else here. We'll just do a quick update. So we'll click out the one, the six month chart. So this is just a quick market update. I'll uh, we'll throw this up real quick. Blue line that you see there. That's the overall volume level year to date in the United States. And I'm actually going to get rid of that green line. We know tender rejections are high. I just want to show folks a quick comparison of where we were over previous time periods. And actually, we're going to go ahead and we're going to change the font there because that large font is a little tough to look at. So here we go, folks. Check this out. All right. Perfect. Perfect. There we go. There we go. So 
Notice the blue line there. I want you to focus on the blue line, right? It's end of month, end of quarter, all right? That blue line is year to date. So that's as of this morning at 6 a.m. That's the volume level in the United States. That blue line is the volume that shippers need moved on a daily basis. Simple as that, nothing right. else to it. That orange line there that you start to see kind of do that little spike there and then it goes down and then we're going back up. That's 2020, very volatile. We were, we've just been looking at that. I'm sure you felt that. And then 2018 and 2019 are green and purple. So you can have an idea of what a normal seasonality year looks like. So folks, this is something that's interesting. I don't know the answer to this. We've been asking this question for a while now. Is the top in? Are we at the peak of the freight market, right? There's, right. Been, tons, there's been tons of stimulus money that consumers have helped keep the freight market moving at the levels that it is. That's true. There's no, no doubt about it. Right. People are at home. They're ordering things. Lifestyle changes have have caused the effect of this. Stimmy going after on. Stimmy comes out. Lots of stimmies, lots of stimmies. Um, you know, so it's it, it's hard to say. Right. We don't know if this is the top. I think here is something that is true. Right. We don't know whatever seasonal norms you have expected. I would not expect them to fall under those seasonal norms this year. It's possible we could. Right. We could. But. I think it's unlikely at this point because the market is so in whack right now. You know, a, an off season could be a high season and a high season could be a low season. No, it, it's all regionalized. So I it's mean, all regionalized. Yes. We're we're on our almost we're going we're about to be going on our probably 60th day. And I, and I know it's probably about a month and a half, really. So we're probably 45 days into tender volume being over 15,000. Yeah. And so uh, to put that in reference, back in 2018, we set that volume index to be at 10,000. So the fact that this is now up to 15,000 is just, it's an extreme increase and in just showing you the amount of demand that's out there. But at the same 50 time- 50% increase in demand. Yeah. yeah. It is still, it, I mean, that's just, it, it just blows your mind, but it makes sense where, when we're hearing that truck carriers are in the buying seat. They are, they are the, one that are, the ones that are able to leverage that. That's why we're seeing rate per miles really higher than they've ever really been. That's why you're seeing brokerages- <laughs> I can't wait to to see CH's uh, uh, their earnings report come out because it's going to say the same thing that all, a lot of us are feeling, which is margins are probably expanded. Lots, yes. I mean, CH talked about it last year where they 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 um, they tore up a lot of their contracts. They didn't rebid on some on a lot of their freight, and so that just sets them up to be in a very spot centric environment, which is how you can capitalize on margins buy sell. You know, so let's uh, let's try to to capitalize on that. And so, but what's gonna, what we're gonna be breaking down next is actually a market that is kind of dear to our heart right now. And it's right in the center of the country, Joplin. Joplin is, is very unique because you're surrounded by a lot of different producing markets around it. One, you got Dallas to the south, but you also got Fayetteville, you got Tulsa, you got all of these, Arkansas, obviously, you know, the home of Walmart. So you have all yes. of these different areas that are really centric around that Arkansas area. And so Joplin, Missouri, it has really ran into some of the most volatile times it's really ever had. Half of the contracted loads that are being uh, sent out of that market are being rejected. One out of every two. I mean, it's just, it, it, what is that percentage right at? Is that at 41.81%. So it's technically just over half of all contracted loads in Joplin are being declined at the contract rate, forcing your shippers to either A, have to dive in deeper to their routing guide and hopefully somebody accepts it at a higher contract rate or they right. go to the spot market and try their luck. Either way, bad place to be. And what's bad about this, and by the way, this map here, the darker the blue, if you haven't already guessed, the darker the blue, the higher the tender rejections, meaning the more difficulty shippers are having to cover their contracted rates as well as the higher uh, spot rates are going. Right. The lighter the color, the opposite effect. Lower rates, you know, uh, easier to cover contract rates. 
Um, so not only is Joplin so high, but everywhere around is high. Cape Girardeau, Memphis, Little Rock, right? What's that? Fayetteville, Tulsa, like everything around it is so hot. Like you can't, there's nothing really to pull from. Right. There's nowhere around you to pull from. So, you know, from a regionalized perspective, we know the market is hot. Obviously, not every market is created equal. Some areas are, well, I guess from your, depending on your perspective, some are hotter yeah. or some are just, if you're a shipper, you probably don't want to be in Joplin right now. If you're a carrier, it's probably not bad. No, so that, that's a great point. So let's just start it off with, with, a, with a carrier. So a carrier looks at this map because I know we have a lot of, a lot of uh, people on Facebook that are watching our videos that are, that yeah. are more in the seat. Yes. Um, so what, what does this map do to do for them? Well, I think this map gives you an idea on what shipper, listen, if you're a carrier and you, even if you work with a lot of brokers, what you still have to remember is all freight originates from shippers. So it's important to understand what shippers are experiencing. So that way, you know, why or what they're leaning on their brokers for. So if I look at this and I'm an owner op, for example, I'm gonna say, okay, great. Shippers are having the hardest time covering their freight in those darker markets. That's a signal to let you know that when those brokers have the loads, right there, yep. it's probably because the shippers are sending them to the brokers to give them to just cover the loads. Right. And the, it's the broker's job to get it covered. The broker is going to be in a tough spot, too. They don't have trucks. If they're posting on a load board, they, they're needing help. They're going to probably try to come off as, you know, because their job is to make money. They're going to come off as if they don't need your truck. But they do. They right. do. Now. That doesn't mean like just because like, let's just say Bismarck, North Dakota, I'm a pick on them. They're at 61%. Does that mean we all need to send all of our trucks up to Bismarck? No, this is not taking into account total volume. Right. It's simply taking into account based on all the available loads in that area. This is where shippers are having the hardest time. Right. So if you happen to find yourself in Bismarck, North Dakota, congratulations, you probably got a good load. You got one of the five loads. You got one of the five <laughs> loads up there. However, Joplin's a decent size. We know that there's a lot going on there. So this would be an opportunity to make your way there. Plus, in the event that you some for some reason have some trouble in Joplin, you have all the surrounding markets there to, to pick from as well. So you got your pick of the litter. Right. And so and also looking at this, it, you know, the moment that we can bump this out to a chart, um, not saying it's what we're going to do. But if you is look that, at that, that on that the hint, that, that would not hit. No, okay. Don't do it. Don't do that. Uh, uh, I won't do that. <laughs> no, but you, you can if you want. But if it's a so the reason why this is also impactful for those carriers is that the, the average rate that's reported on the load boards that you're looking at is on average, some of the best lanes, seven days. Some of the worst lanes could be 60-day averages. And so what this actually helps you do is that when you, if you are working with brokers, which I know a ton of carriers do, it's, they have the freight, they have the volume. Yes. They just, what well, they don't have, they don't have the asset. So they need to work with carriers. And so what this gives you the ability to do is validate, okay, well, what is that rate? What is the average rate per mile that I'm seeing on my load board? And how has it changed since the last time they reported? Yes, that's where that data on that map can really for a carrier help you make sure that you're not leaving money on the table. And 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 so that's where a, a really uh, helpful piece of that chart can can really help. And then with with brokers, you're that middleman. So you got a lot of risk coming your way because those assets are in high demand and they know what their trucks are worth and they're going to continue to bump up. So you kind of have to play. Yeah. Well, I don't want to ask for more money from my shipper, but I also don't want to piss off every driver I talk to. Right. Yeah. I mean, brokers, brokers need drivers just yep. as much as drivers need brokers. I mean, they, they need each other. You know, it, it's not a it's not a who's going to win today kind of game. I know a lot of people do treat it that way. You and I have been brokers before. We had a lot of success there. And, you know, th there are there are brokers that burn drivers and they don't last long. They don't. 
Right. Um, you know, you, you do have to treat treat care as well. But you know, in order to do that, you have to know what's going on in the market. I think if you don't know what's going on in the market and you make a poor decision and you don't want to take a loss on a load right. because you didn't know what was going on, you can be tempted to try to like push the price down. You know, you're you're setting yourself up for failure when you do that. So this is a perfect example. Knowing where it's really hot, that's a great time to go to your shipper and be like, listen, this is what's happening in the market. I'm going to have a conversation with you. It's not just, hey, the rate's like, you know, $6,000 or something. I know it was $4,000 three months ago, but now it's $6,000. Yep. Right? That's not a productive conversation. What you say is like, listen, here's where tenure reduction is going. This is, this is what other shippers are experiencing. This is the difficulty they're having. And because of that, it's flooding the market. Therefore, I don't have as much capacity to pull from as normal. So we're going to need a little more. Yep. Now you have the money to pay those drivers and you can make a little bit for your service as well. Yep. Right. So it's just about knowing what's going on so you can make that informed decision. But the biggest thing is it's, you know, making sure you're taking care of the drivers, but also making sure you're keeping your shippers informed. Because let's be yep. honest, the shippers pay the bills for all of us. Yeah, no, they do. And and I think that final piece about communicating that to your shippers is really what allows you to be that professional. I mean, we've seen it all mm -hmm. over LinkedIn. We, see, You know, it's not enough anymore just to say, like, there's no trucks available. Well, that's your job. You're the professional here. Yeah. So it's your job to go. Oh, there's find a driver a shortage. Yeah, there's a driver shortage. Uh, there's not enough, to, uh, you know, trucks in this market. So I need more. Money. Rates are high everywhere. It's it's like, what objective viewpoint can you prove to me? I mean, a lot of these shippers, if you're getting rate increases, they have their processes in order to yes. accomplish those. And even on their spot loads, they, I mean, everyone always feels I could just go to another broker and get a cheaper, cheaper price. Right. And so this helps that shipper understand, like, okay, well, let me lock in my relationships because looks like everyone else's route guides are getting hit real yeah. hard. But I know we got th about 30 seconds left. So last thing I'll say on that right there, you said it and I'm going to emphasize it, right? Shippers are going to lock in relationships right now. Here's the reality, a very simple reality. I don't know if the peak of the market is in right now. Mm -hmm. Okay, nobody does. We have guesses, we have algorithms, we have forecasts. But at the end of the day, at some point, the market will cool off. And you want to make sure you have good relationships when that time happens. But anyways, we're at the end of time. It's been a fantastic episode. Kyle, thank you again for joining me. Thank you to our viewers. We will see you next Wednesday live at 4 p.m. Luke and Kyle are off.